All right, time to talk college football now with Ross Dellinger. He is a national college football writer for Sports Illustrated. Ross, good morning. Morning, how are you guys? Good. So, Ross, 55-3, to is there any part of that that you saw coming? <laughs> Probably not, um, although I, I didn't know the full extent of Navy's, I guess, approach cautious approach to preseason camp. Um, you know, I expected a 10 to 15 point and but certainly did expect uh So at 55 to 3 and with BYU running for 301 yards and the 580 yards of total offense, it begs the question, is BYU this good or is Navy this bad? Well, I think it, uh, you know, I think it did have a lot to do with the situation with, uh, uh, you know, Navy's preseason camp, and that was their first real live contact, you know, which is pretty, uh, pretty crazy to think about. You know, it's kind of like camp scrimmage. Um, I talked to a BYU coach afterward, and he he was mentioning how it, it did, you know, it, it looked kind of like that was their first year um so I, I think that had a lot to do with it uh you know and that's not taking anything away from byu uh, i don't think there's any doubt who the better team was on the field last night um but you know it, it was a it was it was crazy to see and um i think you know byu has got a, a solid team they, they're going to need to obviously improve we didn't see a lot of the passing game but probably because we they didn't need it you know they they really moved up front their offensive line clearly is uh is very talented so cougar fans look at the schedule and see army coming up next and army just beat middle tennessee state 42 to nothing army and houston are the two programs that have the best reps the best brand we'll have to see how good their actual teams are this year because they've both been up and down over the course of five years uh the same as navy uh you know with an 11-win season a three-win season 11-win season all in the mix do you think there's anybody out there that BYU can beat that'll really make people stand up and say, ah, they're good, or no matter what the Cougars do with this team, are they going to get dismissed at a national level? Oh, I don't know. I, I think, um, you know, people still, I mean, BYU is still a brand, and I think people still uh, watch BYU and follow BYU. Um, I, I don't think, uh, you know, over the years, sure, it's, it's gotten, um, there's, you know, there, there's a, uh, uh, a certain, I guess, th- things have changed. It's not like it's like the mid-90s or, or mid-80s. So there's obviously lots of things have changed, but I still think BYU is a big brand. And I think if you, <laughs> if you have a good enough record, and, and uh, obviously, again, uh, you know, I-, I was hoping to see more from the passing attack, but they didn't need it last night. And so that kind of awaits. Uh, I think everybody's excited to see uh, Zach Wilson and, and, and what he can do in, in year three. Do you think Army is uh, any good? Because I think the same questions come out of the Middle Tennessee State game when it's forty-two to nothing. Uh, is Army that good, or is Middle Tennessee State that bad? And obviously, Army's up next for BYU. Yeah, you know it's 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 tough to predict uh, this early in the season after just one game. I, I saw I know that uh, Kalani Sataki was asked during the post-game uh, interview if this uh, does something as far as the. Uh, for his program, I don't know exactly what the question was, and he said, 
he said, look, it's just one game. You know, I hate to hate to pin everything on one game. So it's tough with all these games, these season openers, to, uh, you know, to, to somehow predict the season just based off of one game. We all have to remember, I and mean, a lot of these teams, again, we, we talked about it with Navy already, talked at length, but uh, the COVID is impacting some of these teams more than the others. And um, I know from just from talking to some people around the BYU program, they, they were not – for whatever reason, maybe it was the, the uh, precautions they're taking there and the mitigation tactics, but they were not as impacted as some other schools. And it, it clearly showed. And, and, and it, it's funny because I went to the Southern Miss-South Alabama game last Thursday, and it clearly showed on that field how impacted Southern Miss was by, by COVID. And, and, again, you don't want to give an excuse to everybody and uh, put the – all the blame on on the virus, but Southern Miss's offensive line, you know, they got hit by COVID. They, a lot of their players were uh, out for camp uh, on the O line, and of all the all the units, the O line is the one that needs the gelling the most. And uh, I think last night we saw a BYU offensive line that uh, was much more gelled uh, than some others that I've seen so far this year. I thought we were going to see a lot fewer coaching changes because teams aren't going to have the money to buy coaches out. And even if they do have the money, it's a bad look. So just from the PR, even if they have the money, the PR, they may not want to do it. And yet Southern Miss, Hobson's out after one game. What happened there? I guess they didn't have to buy him out if it was a mutual decision, so maybe that's part of it. But what? how do we have a coaching change already? <laughs> it, that was surprising. Uh, you know, I'll cover that game. I even met with the AD the day before the game and certainly none of that really came up um and then of course after the fact you hear that there are you know, some other off the field stuff we all remember a year and a half ago uh when jay hobson tried to hire on bryles right and that didn't go over real well the president stepped in and i don't think he and the president have probably have the greatest relationship since then uh, I, I, a lot of players this summer um, from the from uh, some of them transferred. Uh, they opted out and transferred uh, left. Uh, they did the not opt out to wait to next year and return to the team, but opt out to leave the team. And there's a lot of that going on. Maybe a little unrest there. And obviously, they didn't look good on the field. You know, really clearly, they didn't look good. But when anything like that happens after one game, it's not that one game that. Uh, was the the one defining factor. I think it was a lot of other off the field things, and clearly Jay Hobson entered this season maybe uh, on more of a, a hot seat than we all thought. Speaking of opting out, Penny Sewell, who actually went to high school in Utah, uh, plays at Oregon, has decided to opt out. Whatever the Pac-12 ends up doing, whatever the season looks like, if there is one, he's not going to be a part of it. He's going to get ready for the NFL draft, which makes a lot of sense. But we've seen a couple guys, three, two or three guys now, do this. And I remember when players started opting out of bowl games, it caught on pretty quickly. Do you think for top five draft picks this could catch on? Because... There's, I mean, really life-changing money if you're a top-five draft pick. Even even a rookie contract is life-changing money. Do you think this is going to be a trend? The pandemic has really uh, – it, it's really going to change a lot, obviously, in society, but it, it, it is going to change sports a lot for some for the better, some for the worse, and it, it's going to change it uh, for an extended period of time. I mean, it's going to be permanent changes. We're going to see society have permanent changes, and I think – this is one of the things that's going to be impacted permanently by the virus is you probably are going to see more players 
sit out. And not only that, um, I, I think you might end up seeing seniors in high school um, start to, and we've already seen it obviously with the pandemic, um, some seniors bypassing their high school year because of the pandemic or because it was moved or even canceled or whatnot. And you're seeing them enroll early and all that in college uh, and not play their senior year. I, I think we could see that happening more and more as well. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting times we're, we're living in, and, and there's going to be a lot, I think, changing on a permanent basis when all this is done. You know, one thing we've seen is that uh, probably about uh, of the Power Five leagues that are playing, at least half, maybe two thirds of the schools are reporting limited amount of info on who's out, or they're reporting not at all. Sometimes they don't even want to report numbers of players who've tested positive. I took that as a sign that it's full steam ahead, and they are going to get this season in, and they're not going to be denied, and they're trying to limit the public debate by limiting the info that gets out. Now, having said that, Tulsa and Oklahoma State, that game is uh, postponed, and also TCU-SMU, I think there have been four games now that have been uh, pushed back. How confident are you that the three power leagues that are going are going to play a full schedule as full as defined in 2020? Not, not real confident. I don't, I don't think that we're in. Like you said, I think yeah, I think we're up to maybe even as close as half a dozen games. Season mm-hmm. openers postponed. I think we'll end up. You'll end up seeing, um, you know, some teams not play the um, amount of games that they're scheduled to play. Uh, you might have one SEC team play eight or nine games, and another play play ten. Uh, I, I think uh, you might even see some programs not complete a season, not not finish a season, who who started a season. I, I think all those things are probably going to happen. And here's the thing: I, I think administrators expect that. You know, like they're expecting that. They're expecting COVID outbreaks and numbers and cases and community cases to impact uh, a season. And, and I, I think that's where we're, we all right now, we all have to expect there are going to be more games impacted. And if they can't move to another day on the schedule, they'll be played. And, and I think that's where we're going to see teams with all variety of, of uh, completed games numbers by the end of, by the end of this year. Ross Dellinger joining us. He's a national college football writer for Sports Illustrated. Uh, Ross, anyone who's listened to this show knows that I have wild theories. And uh, some of them, some of them actually turn out, and others just uh, it'd be better if I had never spoken them aloud. But one of the theories I have going into this season, and none of the Power Five leagues have adopted it. Possibly some of them will going forward. Was move the postseason, especially the playoff. There's so much money on it. Move it to. Um, around the uh, Super Bowl. Either have the con- you could have the championship game on the Saturday night before the Super Bowl, or if the NFL ends up having a break, which they might not, so the colleges might want to stay from this, you know, the, the weekend before the Super Bowl when there's only the Pro Bowl. Use those dates and give teams a few more weeks to reschedule games into, basically saying, hey, here's 16 weeks to play your 10 games over, because we think you're going to have to float some games here. Uh, no one seems to be embracing that. There doesn't seem to be much about moving the playoff back a month or so. Do you think there will be momentum for that, or is that just a total non-starter? I, I, I mean, I'm doubtful on that. Uh, obviously, that would potentially also give um, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten an opportunity mm-hmm. to maybe catch up, uh, and, and so you know you could have more of a 
universal uh, playoff, all-encompassing. But I, it that is um, that seems to me uh, to be. Uh, here, here's the thing: you know, you have six six conferences out of the ten that are playing, and those six conferences they they are looking at the other four, specifically the Big Ten, right, uh, and saying, "Look, you should have waited. We're we're not waiting for you. We're not going to do uh, anything necessarily to to." Um, adjust our schedule because of what you know your decision was, which a lot of them think the decision to be Big Ten and others made was, um, uh, you know, a little early. Uh, and you know, so I, I think you're going to see those conferences uh, push against something like that. They're, they're not going to want to wait. They're not going to want to drag their season over the course of, of the traditional flu season. Uh, longer and longer. I reckon they're going to be into no, November, December, and, and even early January with all this. They're not going to want to uh, push it into January and, and into February. I, I, I don't. I don't see that happening. That would. That would surprise me. Ross Dellinger, national college football writer for Sports Illustrated, through all these uh, through all these changes and all the changes that we're probably going to have to deal with that we can't really anticipate a month from now. When whenever this is done, is it still going to be Clemson? Is it still going to be Alabama? Is it still going to be Oklahoma? Uh, I think so. And, and now you, we've really we've made it. Um, we've watered down the field. You know, the, the, in a lot of ways, because we don't have the Big Ten or the Pac, Pac-12, which I think had some contenders this year. Now, a lot of people expected a lot out of USC and Oregon. Um, so, and obviously the Big Ten, Ohio State, and uh, teams like uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, all of them were, I think a lot of people expected to be be competing. And, and so you've watered down the field, and the parity uh, isn't... Uh, quite like it was, even though we, in a lot of ways, didn't have a, a ton of parity. So, I do. I think it's Clemson and Alabama. We just made our kind of crystal ball picks for SI, and those were the two uh, in my championship game. Well, in that case, we don't really need a regular season anyway. <laughs> Ross, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us here and talking a little uh, BYU-Navy and a little national college football. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.